0: Okay, you can make noise again. Woo! Woo! wee, 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 wee. Okay, that's an intro.
1: Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and his buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead.
0: I'm CJ. I'm Amanda, and where did the end of that intro go?
1: I don't know. I felt like I was getting stuck in a rut of saying fuck me dead the same way each time and I was trying <laughs> to always do it differently and I just was like, that's, that, we got, gotta do something else.
0: Okay, but like, it sounded, you sounded like you got halfway through and then got really depressed that you were saying it.
1: I think I just got depressed on my own lack of creativity. Oh, okay. I was actually in the kitchen before and I was going to do it to the tune of that song where it's like, hello, I love you, won't you tell me your name? And then when I came to sit down to do it, I was too embarrassed. So I didn't do it. Oh my God. And then I sang it anyway.
0: Why would you be embarrassed? I'm the only one in this room.
1: Yeah, but then people are going to listen to it.
0: Yeah, but like you don't get, like you don't see their reactions when they listen to it. Oh, I don't know what their reaction will be. What would their reaction be? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Dance. Was that you narrating what you're doing? Yep.
1: (laughs) So we're back in quarantine again. Both back working from home. If you can call what I do working from home, you really can't. (laughs) But they pay me to do it. So
0: The main message is you're at home. I'm at home. We're back in this house. I haven't left it since Friday and it is now Sunday night. (laughs) I went for a walk Friday afternoon after work and I haven't left this house since then. Yeah, I haven't been out since Friday. I don't think. Did I even go out
1: on Friday? I did. I bought alcohol. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um so that's that, that's where we're back to in life i guess we are in melbourne so i'm sure you've probably seen in the news that we're now on the upswing of the rona again don't go to
1: it too much my first story is kind of about that oh okay right. Yeah. sorry
0: so i guess all i need to say is that basically i got sent home from work so i'm working from home again and yeah that's that's life i don't know like i see all these comments and stuff where people are like really complaining about it and i'm like. Eh. Yeah, I'm really I not that fussed. I'm happy to stay at home. Yeah. But I guess that's me. And not everyone likes to stay at home. People like to go out and stuff.
1: I'd be quite content with the setup I've got for the rest of my life if they just paid me a little bit more. <laughs> just a little bit more. You Honestly,
0: know? if I got paid to do nothing, I'd be happy with your wage. <laughs>
1: I just need another form of income, though, just to help bolster it. It's not mm. exactly what I'd call super livable. Like, it's getting by. I guess. At the end of every pay for cycle, there's not much money left over.
0: Yeah, but same. I mean, I don't make that much more than you. Anyway, that's life at the moment. Uh, what are your stories like this week?
1: Like I said, the first story is about what's going on in Victoria at the moment with relations to coronavirus. Once again, you might think it sounds awfully similar to some stories I've spoken of before. Uh, And then i got two more animal stories this week. Okay. One I think you've already read about.
0: Yeah, I got yelled at for reading the news. (laughs) That's not what happened. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) And then hopefully
1: another one you haven't read about. Okay. That involves little laser sound making things.
0: Uh, Little crocodiles? (gasps) Yeah. No, I haven't read anything recently about little crocodiles. Okay. Two of mine are a bit of a downer, but then I bring it back up at the end. Right. So I don't know if that means that you want to go fast, or if you want me to go fast.
1: No, you go first. Let's go. Yep. Let's make everyone like get 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 the bummers over quickly. Yep. Okay. Because then we'll have like three more fun stories in a row, maybe.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, I, I see your logic. Okay. This story isn't long, but it is a bit Ooh, of a bummer. 28th episode, and we're recording it on the 28th. Whoa! I mean, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this story isn't terribly long and it's a bit of a bummer. I mean, it's a lot of a bummer, really. But uh, I read about it this week and I was just like, geez, like what are like the chances of that happening? I thought it was kind of, I guess, pretty crazy in that way. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the story. Okay. On Wednesday morning, 24th of June. So last Wednesday.
1: Four days ago. Yep.
0: Anika Ferry, who was 21 and her best friend, Beck Bennett, Beck Bennett, that just sounds nice, took a trip out to North Head. Do you know where North Head is?
1: It's in New South Wales, isn't
0: it? It is. It's uh, Manly. It's near the quarantine station. Ah, yeah. And I also believe it's the location of the new Big Brother house. Ew. It's like right down the bottom there. It's pretty much all bushland. Like, bushland surrounded by ocean. Okay. I imagine it's quite pretty out there, to be honest. Like, if you're going for, like, a bushwalk in the morning, like these two were. Uh, Because they went out there to get photos of the sunrise that morning. So they left home at, like, 5.30 in the morning. These are two very motivated young girls to get these photos. (laughs) While exploring at North Head, the pair came across a World War II bunker. And unfortunately, the final photos of Anika show her smiling as she holds onto the top of the concrete bunker. Oh, no. However, moments later, in a freak accident, the roof of the bunker collapsed on top of her. Fucking hell. You know, I, I thought about this and I think like some people would probably say, oh, like what an idiot, like it's old, whatever, but I'm telling you. It's if also I, a bunker, you know. It's ex- fucking concrete. Yeah. Like I would not expect concrete to crumble, do you so, know what I mean? Was she like hanging from the ceiling or? No, see, and that's the other thing is that I will link the photos um, because there's quite a few. They're really quite sad to look at because she does look so happy in them. She's not even like... She's not putting like all of her body weight onto it. Her feet are still on the ground. She just has a hand like kind of reaching up onto like the lip of it. It's kind of hard to explain but oh, yeah. okay. without seeing it. But like so she's like, just she's got a hand on she's it. She's
1: just touched the roof and it's collapsed on it. Yeah,
0: so basically she might have been putting some weight onto it, but definitely not her full body weight. And even if she had, she seemed like she was a pretty thin girl from the photos. I doubt it would have been that much. Definitely not what you would expect to have concrete break.
1: Even back then, they were making shitty buildings in Australia.
0: So her friend Beck called triple zero immediately, which if you're not from Australia, that's our version of 911, and tried to perform CPR. Due to the remote location, because basically all of North Head is bushland, ambulances were unable to reach her. And so they had to get the Westpac rescue helicopter to assist. Yep. But unfortunately, by the time that help got to her, it was too late and she passed away at the scene. Fucking hell. I'm going to have a bit of a bitch about the media here and I don't think it's unwarranted. There is like video footage of her friend, like once they got out yeah, and they've obviously got her friend's body in the ambulance. She's like shaking and crying like she is hysterical and kind of distraught. Yeah, no wonder. Why would you take footage of that? Why would you film that poor girl who just had to watch her friend die and not be able to do anything about it? Why would you do that to her? Who Whose idea is that to film that? I'm sorry, I just think that's so wrong. Like, I'm sad that that footage exists. That's going to exist forever now. It's what
1: they do, though. I they know, but I just it, think, like... it looks good. Makes but- people, like, it, sorry, it doesn't, like... It looks good from a, oh, get people to pay attention to our story kind of thing. I
0: know, but, like, I just feel like it's so unnecessary. It doesn't bring anything to the story
1: i think i found some of the photos
0: yeah those are the photos
1: okay it's not exactly what i was picturing i thought she was gonna be like underground kind of thing no it's not this it's makes... kind
0: of like in a cliff face
1: yeah i can yeah. understand a little bit more now how this has collapsed because i was like what are the odds that like it's an underground cave thing and her touching it's collapsed it this is a bit different it's exposed all that sea air is there it's gonna be really corrosive I still after wouldn't... 40 years of neglect no you wouldn't think it would happen And like
0: look at the photo it looks solid yeah Like, it doesn't look like it's falling apart. It doesn't look like it's in disrepair. It was a full bunker that looked like nothing had happened to it since the war. Yeah, I definitely would not have, like, expected... Like, I can understand how she thought it would be okay to lean on it. Yeah. Absolutely. I just think it's a freak accident. Like, what are the chances of that happening, really? And And trust old
1: buildings. Especially ones that aren't, like, looked after.
0: I guess. But, like, it's not only a building. (laughs) It's also... If you um, see photos of it, it's all like graffitied and stuff. So people have obviously been in there and nothing has happened. And then you get this poor girl going to take a photo of the fucking sunrise who just touches it and it crumbles. Like, come on.
1: I went to a few buildings like that once, like old abandoned buildings. And one of the ones we went into, we walked in and we were up on like a third or fourth floor and we go around the corner in the next room and the floor's just gone. There's no floor. And the floor's above, you it's like a six or seven story building we were in. Ugh. And just in one part of it, all the floors are collapsed and stuff. Oh. In hindsight, probably should have gotten out of the building then, but we hung around for a while. <laughs> Found a room full of old discarded shoes and another room with a bottle of pills in it because it was an old, like, doctor's college kind of thing. Okay. From the 50s or 60s. Okay. Yeah.
0: Kind of creepy. I think I've seen those photos. I think uh, you've shown me those photos. Yeah, they're on my Facebook. Yeah. So, New South Wales police are investigating the incident because it's currently unclear how she died. So, they're not sure... Cement
1: th- fell on her? Yeah, I
0: know. That's why... I, I, I mean, when I read that, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what you think would have happened, but okay.
1: They're probably just hoping not to... I guess the family could make a case that government negligence of leaving those buildings there. And I not,
0: hadn't even considered that, to be honest, because it does That's why say, the
1: government's probably like, oh, better get in on this before we get sued.
0: Well, yeah, because they're saying they're not sure if she died when she slipped or if it was because of the concrete...
1: I'm going to hedge my bets and say it was when the concrete fell on her. Yeah. Because if the building was dangerous and they didn't have any warning signs up, then I guess you could say the council is liable for negligence of leaving a dangerous building out there with access to the public.
0: I'll definitely like post a link to the photos um on our Twitter. If you want to see them or just Google them yourself. Her name was Anika Ferry. But I just think they're really eerie to look at now because she does. She looks so happy in them. It's just, uh, it's very sad. And like in the article, I kind of cut a lot of that out. But in the article, it was a lot of talking about what kind of person she was. And she went to that Antarctica. Kind of And yeah, she just seems like she was like, just really had her shit together. She seemed like she was a nice person. Everyone liked her. And then just have like, I just, I think, well, it made me think about how fragile life is. It really can be taken away from you at any time and you have no control over it. I don't really like thinking about that because it kind of freaks me out. But (laughs) also, I think the underlying message is probably like, enjoy your time while you have it. I, I feel very bad for her family and her friends. And I just thought, yeah, what are the chances of that happening? She's probably been there before as well. Because she lived in Manly, so she was a local.
1: I'm sure people go there all the time. At those what it's taken. Yeah, for. yeah. It's like that um, wedding cake rock or whatever it was. It was like what a was really it? popular Instagram spot because the cake, the rock looked like a slice of wedding cake, and it was out of the ocean. <laughs> oh, Okay, I'm fairly certain someone fell off that and died at one point. Oh God. Okay, someone always does. My story is not gonna not gonna bring your spirits up, but it might change your mood a little bit, make you go <laughs> from uh, just sad to angry.
0: I have. A warning, though, that my next story is way worse than that too. So awesome. Prepare yourselves.
1: Wonderful. As I mentioned at the start of the show, we're back in lockdown. Victorians can't stop kissing and hugging each other, apparently. So we're spiking. The rest of the country seems to be behaving. Good for you. Well, not even Victorians. It's Melbourne.
0: Yeah. Let's no. be honest here, Melbourne. It's, you're it's fucking just, it up. It's just the city.
1: Uh, we. I'm not sure if we're considered to be in or just neighbouring
0: one of the hotspots. I don't. I don't know. I it's heard weird. our suburb name in many articles. So.
1: But also. Sometimes all the ones I've read don't list our suburb; they list the major one next to it, so yeah,
0: I'm not really quite sure,
1: um, I mean, honestly, we go between the two a lot anyway. It's not like you stay in the one suburb, especially here, yeah, maybe in places where they've got big shopping malls and stuff, it's a bit different. you stay in the one place, but not in around this area, you kind of have to go into suburbs to,
0: yeah, where to we live, like there are too. no like shopping centers
1: weird coming from Sydney, but I kinda like it
0: i like. I actually prefer it personally,
1: lots of little small stores all the yeah. time like that. yeah, so we're back in the thick of it. Praising that we still have that bidet purchase. Uh, because <laughs> yeah, because there's no and reinstate paper. product limits to in Victoria amid reports of panic buying.
0: Yeah, we're back here. We're back here. We're back with no fucking toilet paper.
1: It's just like when we first went into quarantine lockdown all those weeks ago. It's just that again. We're very, two like, weeks back at work and we're back
0: exactly where we started. I made some very angry tweets the other night on my personal account because I was just like, how the fuck did we get back here? <laughs> How? Like, didn't we just decide, like, not that long ago that this is a really dumb thing to do?
1: And the people who are doing it, I'm sure they're the ones who did it last time. So how much fucking toilet paper are they actually holding on to?
0: i seen an article that was like, there was a Facebook group where mums were, like, boasting about their stash and how they were continuing to add to it. Like, And that that wasn't just toilet paper, that was, like, sanitary products, flour, sugar, like, you know, all the basic things that, like, last forever.
1: It was by Naveen Rezik for SBS News. Uh, yeah, so as I said, Coles and Woolies have had to reimpose limits on essential items only in Victoria. So all of Victoria's suffering for Melbourne's.
0: There are some areas folly. in New South Wales as well because they rely on the Victoria depots.
1: Yeah, I get into that. Sorry. <laughs> so in have to quell a second wave of panic buying, the following items rice, eggs, long life milk, pasta, mince, sugar, flour, paper towels, hand sanitizer, and of course, fucking toilet paper because. Maybe people are making masks out of it. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're doing it. with it, honestly. Why toilet? It still doesn't... It makes even less sense now I know. than it did last time. Because now you should know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as you just said, Cole's actually enforcing these restrictions on stores just over the border. Yeah. Because I guess yeah, you're right. They probably do rely on the depots here. But I thought it was more to stop people living on the border states going over into New South Wales and no, that's panic not buying at their at no. Okay, so that's it's, why
0: it's because um, I have a little bit of insider knowledge here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there are some towns in um, New South Wales close to the border that do rely on the Victorian depots because it's closer to here than it is to Sydney. Yeah, So well, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So now people in New South Wales, in a state that's doing everything right, they're being affected by the actions of people here. Just It's just a few little communities around Melbourne are doing it and they're rooting for the rest of the state and our neighbours. Yep.
0: Just and we've been here people. before. We know it's unnecessary. I All think right. the problem is, and I dare say that I think... Like, th- this is my prediction, is that I think it's going to happen in the other states as well. Oh, eventually, Maybe yeah. not the smaller ones. the are not as populated states. Pro, Like, we'll probably be fine. But I reckon, like, definitely eastern states are definitely going to have the same issue. Because what's happening is, is we're easing restrictions. So, people are getting lazy. They're not thinking about it as much anymore. They're letting down their guard. They're touching people. They're touching things. They're not keeping up on hygiene. Okay, they're not to the distancing. Point where they're like, I
1: haven't met anyone who has coronavirus, so yeah. it's not near me. So I
0: think like it's just complacency, and it's definitely going to get that way. And I feel like the federal government is sending that message as well. Mm. It's not a big deal. We're fine. So we're just going to ease all these restrictions when really we should have kept them in place for, a, I think, a long while longer to make sure that it this didn't happen instead we uh, went oh it's it's going well let's just ease everything it'll be fine
1: yeah which is happening in a lot of places worldwide um i think the better option in hindsight we'll go back and say would have been probably just sort of locked it down for three like three weeks everyone stays home yeah to stop the spread and then anyone who still has is sick after those three weeks has to stay home and the rest of people go back anyhow i would that have ever happened no. No, I don't think it would, but yeah. So both Coles and Woolies are asking people to shop normally and not be stupid. And uh, Scott Morrison has piped up. Apparently he's still around doing something. I don't know what.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what either, to be honest with you.
1: Scott Morrison says, it's ridiculous. It's un-Australian and it must stop. So I don't know, Scotty. I think that this might actually be quite a very Australian thing to do, this panic buying. Weren't we the ones who started it worldwide?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And, you know, putting one's own comforts and needs before the rest of the nation. I think, Scott, you'd know a lot about that. <laughs>
0: Not that you have opinions about it. <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is just so frustrating because I feel like the answers are so simple, yet people don't want to do them. And I do get like the whole thing about people losing jobs and they're not being as much money and all of that stuff. But we should be trying to support those people instead of forcing them back into a workforce that's going to make them sick. Yeah. I saw a
1: really good tweet about it today. I'll see if I can quickly find it. Um I liked how he put it. So this is from David Milner on Twitter. He's uh, at Dave Milbo. He was actually the chief editor of Gaben Informer Australia when that was a thing. Okay. Like a print media magazine. Yep. But he was talking about how we've crossed 10 million people infected, confirmed worldwide, and over half a million deaths. Obviously, cases and deaths are probably way higher than that and we'll never know the true numbers because yeah. of how it works. Especially in places where there's less access to testing or in places where they've decided to stop testing so that the numbers look smaller not saying any names
0: <laughs> um. i think we know who you're talking about
1: <laughs> but he put it in two tweets says there you have it half a million deaths and people i went to school with are still wondering if it's all just a hoax fuck me second tweet the inability to conceive as real an experience different to our own lived experience is such a flaw in humans
0: yeah i, I have to admit like i personally don't really understand that i have a very healthy fear of the virus mm. i don't want to get it so i'm gonna take steps to not get it i'd I don't understand how people are like, oh, it won't happen to me. Or
1: I don't care about other people.
0: Yeah, or you know, like it's just, it's just ridiculous. I, I can't believe that humanity as a whole is this stupid. <laughs> like we have literally learned nothing in the past hundred years.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say that. I'd say this is more of a behavioural issue than an intelligence one.
0: Okay, well, but you know, we haven't learned anything in that space then. We're still reacting the same way that we would have a hundred years ago when life was completely different. Yeah. How, why? I don't understand. we're still human. I guess. And I guess, you know, the thing is, I, I was going to say that fear is like a driving force, probably behind all the panic buying, but is anyone actually scared? I don't know. I wonder
1: <laughs> if subconsciously they are terrified and they're choosing to just think it's not real in the hopes that it'll go away. Yeah. I wonder, Surely not everyone would think that, but I do wonder these people like that, where they think to themselves. I was thinking about it today, but I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a super learned or intelligent person to discuss those things as this, but where it's so easy for us to believe in things that we want to be real. So, the case of I've never seen a billion dollar check or I've never seen a billion dollars. I know it's real and I accept that kind of thing. And that's very easy. No one will disagree with me that a billion dollars isn't real. No one's out here saying, no, Jeff Bozos. He's lying about that all that money. He can't possibly have (laughs) that money. That's ridiculous. How could there be that many dollars? Mm. But if it's something scary and something uncomfortable where it's like, oh no, how could there be that many cases? How how could there be that many sick people in the world with this thing that's spreading? I think people, whether consciously of it or not, are afraid. And so they choose not to believe it because they don't want it to be real. And it just helps them to cope. And I wonder if that's a thing. And that's why, you know, stuff like this where it's like no one wants it so people refuse to believe in it kind of like climate change you know
0: yeah i mean i i I kind of get climate change though because it's not um it's not something you can see sure you can i feel it every fucking summer well yeah but (laughs) i mean like i still think that's different because you can just sit back and say, oh, well, it gets hot in summer.
1: Jakarta is literally falling into the ocean.
0: Okay, but only the people in Jakarta can see it. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Oh, well, no,
1: that's the fuck part. Even people in Jakarta didn't know about it until late, earlier this year.
0: <laughs> okay, even more backs up my point. I think that, you know, that climate change is like a concept that you don't see in your everyday life. And maybe I guess that's a bit the same for the virus, mm. but like not really because it's in your face every day. Everyone's talking about it. Every, you know, news media outlet is talking about it the government's talking about it do you know what i mean like it's in your face you might know someone you probably know someone at this point that's had it or has it or something or know someone who knows someone right you say that but i don't me either actually it's probably more true for overseas countries than it is for possibly
1: us. Uh, even looking at like, i look at those numbers and they're bad but 10 million people out of a 7 billion
0: the issue i think isn't that the numbers are low now it's that they won't be forever.
1: No. And the second wave is always worse than the first.
0: <laughs> a member of your family said to me at one point that, um, that he was like, all this for a hundred people. No. All this so that there wasn't oh, more than a hundred people. I wonder
1: who that was. <laughs> I, yeah. I wonder who that was.
0: <laughs> but like, it it's alarming to me that people don't see that, that people don't understand that the reason that we're taking all of yeah. these precautions so that it's not more than 100 people. Yeah,
1: well, there was already articles two weeks ago as we finally started to open up and people being like, that was pointless. We didn't need to do that at all. We only had like 100 people get sick. So it's cheaper. like, yeah, that's why we only had 100 people get sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's always going to be the case. And I think that's why the second wave is always worse because what happens is the first wave goes well. People are like, okay, we'll take it a bit seriously. And mm. then nothing happens because the fucking measures work, right? Yeah. Okay, a few people get sick. But overall, it's pretty good. And then we ease up because we're impatient, and people want to make money. And then floods back out, and like it's not needed. We d- last time I was quarantined, and I
0: didn't even get sick. Yeah, because you were quarantined. No, <laughs> it's not real. <sighs> it just, yeah, I don't know. I it's, think we should. It's so frustrating because logically it makes so much sense, and people are just not seeing them.
1: Yeah, it's that whole um, survivorship bias. Yeah,
0: you know it's that just, story
1: of. In World War II, they looked at all the planes that were coming back and where they're being shot. And they're like, oh, we should put the armor here because that's where the planes are being shot. And then one guy was like, no, 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 no. We should put the armor where they're not being shot because those ones aren't coming back. Yeah. It's so, like, oh. <laughs> anyway, we should move on because otherwise I feel we're going to Yeah, I don't know. It, I ever. feel like
0: we could talk about this forever because I was just about to launch into conspiracy theories. But I actually have an article bookmarked about that and Telstra. So oh, I might leave that for another time. I just, I get very frustrated. All right.
1: Now that we're angry, bring us back into sadness again. <laughs>
0: Yay! Woo! Hold I'm on. Like
1: kick ass first half of the episode. This is gonna
0: be <coughs> mm. <coughs> Have fun listening to that later.
1: Mm. Send it to that guy who wants um bronchitis audio.
0: I, I feel like that cough might have been too dry for him.
1: Oh. Uh, I'm sure he still is like into it. There's <laughs> this weird fetish people have well, I mean, I think a lot of fetishes are weird, let's be honest, and it's my kink to kink shame, so don't go off with me about kink shaming. Um <laughs> But there was this guy on Twitter and he wanted like coughs. Like, he, yeah. he, he wants audio of women coughing and the wetter the he better.
0: S- he, s- he sent me a message.
1: Yeah, that's right. I was wondering how he came across it. Yeah,
0: no, he sent me a message asking about my cough because I think I tweeted, this was ages ago, this was like a year ago. I was tweeting about like feeling sick and he said, You had a chest me infection. I did have a chest yeah. infection. So he messaged me asking about my cough. And then I looked at his profile and it was all him offering money to women for their
1: coughs. So if you need to make a quick buck and you got a bit of a phlegmy cough...
0: DM me. I'll I'll link you two up. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now that we've got that frivolity out of the way, I'm about to bring this mood right back down. This is a horrible story. However, it happened only about a year ago. So I feel like most of you, if you live in Australia, probably heard this story. Okay. I'm going to put a warning here. I'm not going to say this is a trigger warning. Because I feel like if you listen to podcasts, you've probably listened to a true crime one at some point. And it's nothing, like I'm not going to go into detail, detail, but I am going to tell you how this person died and it's not good. So trigger warning for violence, murder, possible gore, I guess. Okay. On with the story. (sighs) Almost a year ago on the 21st of July, 2019, Jessica Camilleri allegedly murdered her mother in her home in Sydney's West. The most horrifying details are how... She murdered her mother. She stabbed her repeatedly with several kitchen knives before beheading her.
1: Yeah, I remember this story. And taking
0: her head with her to knock on... A neighbor's door for help. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. I mean, this was pretty big news here. It was all over the news when it happened. We don't get beheadings often in Australia. Thankfully. Thankfully. uh, So this was a pretty wild story, especially like in someone's house. Like just a and you also know, family for, dispute. Because
1: yeah, it's a, if it's a family thing. You know, it's hard for people to imagine cutting their mother's heads off, I'd imagine.
0: I hate to get graphic here. But when I think about this story, all she had at her disposal were kitchen knives. How the fuck did she behead her?
1: a good kitchen knife could probably do it. Yeah, but like... like I'm not careful I'll topic a finger off of that thing.
0: Yeah, but a finger's different to a neck.
1: I mean, once you get going, you find a little gap between the vertebrae and through you go.
0: I don't know if she was thinking that level-headedly. Is that a word? I made it one. Mm. Um, At the time. I think it would have been a struggle. I'm saying I don't think it would have been an easy task. It also depends
1: on what kind of kitchen knives they have. Have they got like a- big, I mean, I guess. Hey,
0: but I'm, I'm just saying that I don't think it would have been a- Oh, would have one been One and done no. is all I'm saying. I think this would have been a task anyway. So she ended up leaving her mother's head on the footpath outside their homes, knocked on the neighbor's door covered in blood and said, I killed my mum." Allegedly. We can't say that that actually happened. But she allegedly said that to the neighbor. So all of that is horrific and awful enough all on its own. But I'm about to just- Really put the icing on this horrible, horrible cake. Jessica's mother was babysitting her four-year-old grandson at the time that this happened, making him the only witness to the crime. Four-year-old? Four. Great. It wasn't Jessica's son. It was one of her other daughter's sons. Okay. While he was probably lucky to have survived out of all of this, he did have to go to the hospital with a minor head injury. In a way, I mean, this is a horrible thing to hope, but I hope it was bad enough that he just doesn't remember. Yeah. Because I feel like remembering would be so much worse because I think about myself at four with my grandmother. Like, when you're that age, you'll love your grandparents. They had the best people ever. What? I'll take your word for it. Yeah, okay. You. I guess you didn't. I don't know. I'm assuming that since, like, she was babysitting him that they had a yeah. good relationship and it's just, it's awful. I don't know. I just, I'm sure he's going to, re- like, if he does remember it after the head injury, he's probably going to remember it. Unless his brain is smart enough to repress the shit out of that memory. Which I hope it is. Like, I just, I just hope for, for some reason, whatever the reason is, that he doesn't remember it. Because I can't imagine growing up with that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so awful. The whole thing is just so awful. So I've got a quote from Detective Superintendent Brett McFadden, and he says that the crime scene was up there with one of the most significant, most horrific scenes police have had to face. There is no stepping away from the fact that this was horrific and a significant attack and the injuries that the victims suffered were extensive. I cannot imagine being a police officer and being called to a beheading.
1: I mean, they see some bad stuff. People I know have been police officers who no longer are. The primary reason for them leaving was because of things like that. Like...
0: That's what I mean, like, I think... My
1: sister, when she was an officer, went to a suicide where a guy jumped off a building. He had an awning on the way down, which, like, his ribcage was hanging out of him, and he wasn't even dead because it broke oh, his foot. Oh, no. So it didn't kill him. He was slowly dying on the pavement instead, but in almost two pieces. Oh,
0: God. And your sister had to witness that. Yep.
1: And things like when the police have to attend to people who jump in front of trains.
0: Oh, that'd be so bad. It's a
1: police officer who gets to crawl under and get them out. Or when people die in their homes and it's been like three or four years because they've got no family, the police have to go and find those bodies, you know, it's not... I know police aren't very popular in the media and popular like Currently. this right now, but, you know, they're not all bastards despite the A cab or whatever it is.
0: Look, I know your sister and I know she's not a bastard, but I think there is like a systemic problem there. Oh, but that is a whole a like other we today. discussion. But at
1: the end of the day, there are still people. Yeah. And, and they're I not think... all terrible. I think a lot of people go there to do do good work and then they get there and they're just warped by the society that they walk into
0: Mm. I mean I I definitely think that that can be true for some people but I just think that crime scenes like this one where it's like that someone is like horrifically murdered
1: yeah it wouldn't be easy
0: that's potentially career ending like I always think when like stuff like this comes up I think about like Catherine Knight you know the one that skinned her husband
1: yep and put his
0: flesh on the door you you put his skin on the door and the guy thought it was a curtain until he touched it the cop that attended like i don't think he worked after that i think he was like mentally scarred from that for forever probably still is Mm. i can't imagine having to like live with that i think it'd be i'd be really hard and really on the other hand i'm like that that's the job they signed up for i guess
1: No one's forced them into it. No, but but.
0: still, I mean, again, like you said, they're still human. They still have, well, some feelings, I would assume. (laughs) Or maybe I'm just thinking like that because I'm a civilian and I don't think I could cope with seeing something like that. I I think
1: definitely for some of them, they'd sort of get jaded and used to it, you know? Mm. Like, whatever, you see it enough, it's whatever.
0: Okay, anyway, sorry, kind of derailed a little bit there. Jessica has been... Said to have a number of mental health conditions, including border autism, which I've never heard that term before.
1: Border autism.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming that means that she like almost (laughs) has it. I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, I I apologize for my ignorance. If
1: yeah, I thought you were just on a spectrum. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Or maybe that's like
0: an actual term for people on the lower end of it. Maybe. Anyhow, okay. I probably should have Googled it, but I just hadn't heard the term before. So I'm not really quite sure what that means. But she also has uh, bipolar disorder and anxiety. And it kind of seems like from all the articles that I read about this, that they were trying to pretty much blame that for the crime, which I don't
1: know. I mean, that would be the best defense to go with in court, wouldn't it?
0: It would, but I, I don't know. I think there are plenty of people out there living with bipolar and anxiety that don't just behead their mothers.
1: Yeah, and I don't see what the autism has to play with in it at all.
0: No, me either. That just sort of seemed like a really random thing to throw in there. Um,
1: I've certainly met autistic people in my lifetime. I'm sure most of you have. I've never thought to myself, wow, no, they're going to cut my head off. No,
0: no, no, me either. And um, if you have
1: thought that, you can't see me shaking your head at you, but I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> so she, she has a previous criminal history. I feel like this happens every time something like some awful crime happens. And then they're like, oh, yeah, they have a history.
1: Yeah, and very rarely do people go from zero to 100.
0: Yeah. So she had been charged with assault that included other family members four times over the past five years. All four of these charges were dropped after successfully applying for a mental illness exemption under Section 32 of the Mental Health Act. Now, I read that and I went, what the fuck is that? I don't know what that means. So I looked it up. This might be a little bit boring to some people because it's all legal legal stuff. But I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, especially in relation to this case, just because I feel like there was an opportunity for someone to actually have done something about this. her and what was going on with her. yeah, And it just wasn't taken. So Get her to help. Or- yeah, exactly. So I looked up section 32 and I'm going to read it to you verbatim. Okay. Um, if at the commencement or at any time during the course of the hearing proceedings before a magistrate it appears to the magistrate that a the defendant is or was at the time of the events was 1 cognitively impaired 2 suffering from mental illness 3 suffering from a mental condition for which treatment is available in a health mental health facility but is not a mentally ill person or that B, on an outline of the facts alleged in the proceedings or any other evidence, as the magistrate may consider relevant, it would be more appropriate to deal with the defendant in accordance with the provisions of this part. So they have three or so options of what they can do. Mm-hmm. So if they decide that this person is mentally unfit or has some other reason why they're unfit, they can adjourn the pre- proceedings, grant the defendant bail, or make any other order that the magistrate considers appropriate. So it kind of seems like if they thought that someone was mentally ill, they could recommend treatment instead. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like they can make them have treatment, make sure they're being taken care of by like a family member or someone else close to the person take care of them or basically do nothing. It really is kind of at the discretion of the magistrate and what they decide is the most appropriate course of action. Like there's no sort of hard set guidelines for if a person has a mental health issue that they think contributes to why they're there. Hmm. which I find interesting. So it basically kind of seems to me from reading all of that, that basically you can apply for that. And I'm assuming that this only applies to like more minor, you know, not murder is what I'm saying, more minor offenses in comparison to that, that basically they can just apply for that. If they get it, they don't have to do anything. If the magistrates decides that's the case. And in none of the articles that I read about her previous criminal history had she ever had any form of punishment or consequences. It just says that she had been charged and then successfully applied for this Section
1: 32. I feel like we've gone too far in the opposite direction for how we treat criminal cases involving the mentally ill. You know, not too long ago it was just, oh, lock them all up, put them in a home and electrocute them. Like, I've got family members that happen to. I mean,
0: that shouldn't happen No, I agree
1: entirely that shouldn't happen. Like I said, I've got family that that did happen to in the past. And now it's a case where you can go and do whatever the fuck you really want whatever crimes you want, and you can
0: just say, oh, I'm insane, and you get off. I mean, I would love to know, um, and this is stuff that I couldn't find that probably isn't something that I can just Google effectively, but, like, I would love to know what criteria they had to meet Mm. to apply for that section 32. Like, did she have to attend a psychiatrist or a psychologist or something, and then they diagnose her and then they say, oh, well, they fit the criteria for the section 32 so yeah i'm not i'm not entirely sure of the details of her previous um arrests or anything but surely there should have been some kind of follow-up after it happens four times surely always slipping through the system it's so frustrating when you read these and it's like yeah they had a history yeah they could have done something but no, i just didn't decide to do that i mean look you know i get it people are not perfect creatures no And we obviously have, sometimes make errors in our judgment. I just think that if something is happening multiple times, surely there's got to be some kind of follow-up to that. Like, are we that lacking in resources that we're just like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's
1: just easier at the end of the day to hope it goes away.
0: Yeah, but then some poor woman gets murdered for doing nothing.
1: And the judges go, well, at least it wasn't me or
0: anyone. Yeah, I guess. Uh, So I actually found another article that was dated in August 2019, where it kind of like, I think it was trying to highlight like what her mental um, conditions were. Yeah. uh, There was all this confusion about whether they were allowed to take biological samples from her. So like DNA stuff, like hair, um, saliva, all that kind of stuff. Due to her mental state, it was found that she was not capable of providing consent for the police to take fingerprints. So I don't, again, not a lawyer, so I'm not sure if that means that they can't take anything else either. Hmm. So when Jessica appeared in court in August, so this is about a month after the initial crime happened, she seemed extremely confused, claimed to not remember anything, and complained about an injury to her arm that happened that night, saying that she couldn't wash herself properly and still had blood on her, as well as not being able to move her fingers. Okay. Um, which I think is kind of weird. But yeah, all the articles from around that time were saying the same thing. That she'd injured her hand, that she couldn't wash herself properly. And she was complaining that she wasn't receiving like treatment for it. It was like bandaged in the footage.
1: But we meant to feel sorry for her.
0: Or? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Like okay, you're entitled to your basic human rights, and you should be getting treatment and stuff. But also, but she there's no like there was nothing in grandmother's head. There was uh, yeah, and, and the head. thing
0: is like there was nothing in there to say that she wasn't receiving treatment. Mm. I don't know if she was just generally complaining. Or not. I'm not sure. But it just sort of seemed like a really weird detail to highlight in all these articles about it. I just
1: feel like after a month, surely the blood would just come off naturally if it's still on you.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Or if she's talking about on her hand. Because it had been wrapped. If she'd been, like, treated by someone, surely that would have cleaned her hand. Yeah. But anyway. This whole story, I remember it when it happened. Because it was insane. But it's come up in the news again recently because she's decided to plead not guilty.
1: But... The first thing she said to anyone after she did it was that That, I just killed my mother. That's
0: why we have to say she allegedly said it. Mm, mm, That's why I have to say all of this in regards to her guilt is alleged because she says she's not guilty. Was the name Jessica
1: Camilleri? Yeah. I swear I went to school with a girl with that name.
0: I went went to school with someone who had that last name. I don't think, actually it's Sydney's West, maybe they are a relation. I grew up out that way. In the time since the crime happened, there hasn't been any motive discovered apart from there allegedly being an argument between Jessica and her mother before the dispute turned violent. And it says neighbors raised the alarm. So I'm not 100% sure either if the police were called before the murder took place or they were only called after Jessica went to the neighbors. Sounds to me like after. Yeah, it sounds to me like after as well. But when they said that the dispute turned violent and neighbors raised the alarm, it kind of sounds like people heard them yelling. So I'm not 100% sure.
1: Yeah, you may not hear the murder, but surely so you'd probably like you'd have to hear the screaming and commotion, right?
0: You would think so, right?
1: But then sort of, you also, know, it's just an argument. It's just an argument. I don't know do anything about it.
0: Were you there that night? Went at my old place um, before we moved here, where the couple at the front of the building would scream all the time.
1: I heard them do it a few times while there, yeah.
0: And and now, like, I look back on that and I'm like, should I have called someone? It's hard to know because
1: you don't <laughs> want to call them out when it is just an argument you know like arguments happen but yeah yeah it's i've where i lived back when you were living there where i lived you know down the hill there was a block of units across from me and they were fucking having domestics all the time they'd start yelling and stuff i never called the police i'd watch it for a long time and sit there and look at it and think to myself do i need to call the police here but i never saw anything that i thought warranted it i'm Usually it was someone arguing and storming out. And I was like, okay, well, I guess they're leaving. But was someone getting beaten in there? I don't know.
0: There was like one other time when I was living in the apartments owned by Meriton. I was on the bottom floor and I was out in my little courtyard and the kid upstairs was on his balcony. Screaming. again, yeah, but the kids just do that. And at first I thought, oh, little shit, like, why can't you shut up? <laughs> but then I realized he was screaming for his dad. And I was like, oh, has something happened? Is the dad okay? So I like went out onto the road, like we drove down to where the car park is. So I could look up and he was on the balcony between bars screaming. And I was like, are you okay? Do you need someone? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. And the whole thing turned out because like those apartment complexes have like little convenience stores. Yeah. He had just gone to the convenience store to buy something and left him on his own. Yeah. And I was panicking. I was ready to call someone. There was no need. Mm. It was just the kid got scared for a minute and the dad was, like, within hearing distance.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I can imagine how it would have gone. The dad would have been like, I'm going to go to the shop right now. And the kid's like, okay. And, you know, you're a kid. You don't have really any concept of time. Yeah, Feels like it's been a long time. For you. Where's my dad? It's only been like five minutes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I was like full panicked, full ready to call the police when he came like from behind me and went, "Oh, don't worry about it. I'm going up there now." And I'm like, "Oh my god, okay." <laughs> so I mean, I think it's like really hard, I guess, to judge on that when to call, when not to call. I don't know. Anyway, in this case, I mean, I guess we we'll just have to wait and see what happens because she's pleading not guilty. She's saying she didn't do it. Who did then? Surely, wouldn't her legal team? Who did it then? The four-year-old. Yeah, like uh, surely her legal team wouldn't they have advised her to like plead guilty? Insanity.
1: Yeah. Not, oh, I just didn't do it. It's totally her head different. just popped off. <laughs> it
0: was fucking weird, man. Oh my god, I shouldn't laugh at that, but.
1: Fuck you, Jessica Kelly. I hope you're not in prison.
0: You can't say that because sure she can. allegedly killed her.
1: Oh, why don't give a shit? <laughs> For, legal no,
0: no, For legal reasons. For no legal reasons, we have to say that. Way. We have to.
1: Look. Now they just can't put me on the jury. Actually, I don't even know if I can be on a jury in this country.
0: You, I don't think you can. Sweet. I have never been called. On
1: your cell phone. <laughs> Late night when they need that conviction.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just. I um, if I read anything else about it, I'll like do a quick update. But um, at this point, she's saying she's not guilty. So. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if I was in common, like, as the prosecutor. That's horseshit, Your Honor. <laughs> Heads don't just fucking pop off like that. <laughs> and don't tell us the four-year-old, he's not that tall. Okay. Anyhow.
0: Okay, bring, bring us up. back let's up. Let's bring it up.
1: Let's bring it up. I'm just going to go straight into it.
0: Okay. This is Hit from, me with it. Uh,
1: written by Mary Ward for the Sydney Morning Herald, mm-hmm. article from a couple of days ago. I gave it a pat and he chomped my hand. Oh, I know this one. Students, bitten by Fox at UNSW. I would so fucking do this. (laughs) The whole time I was reading this article, I thought to myself, yeah, Amanda would get herself bitten by this fox.
0: I absolutely would. Do you know how fucking cute foxes are? (laughs) If it came close enough to me, I would want to pat it. I would do it. Mm. No one would be able to stop me, apart from the fox.
1: (laughs) you get bitten. Uh, So UNSW is the University of New South Wales. They've got a bunch of campuses around. This one takes place in the Kensington campus.
0: Ah, yes. I've been there many times. I didn't attend university there. Oh. But I've been there heaps of times. What for? They, well, I don't know if that still exists anymore, but there used to be the roundhouse there and they used to have gigs there all the time. Uh, so I used to yeah. go there all the time. I've
1: never been, but I did hear, of it. I know of the roundhouse. Yeah. So I used to
0: go there all the time. I went
1: there for a biology excursion in year 12.
0: It's actually a really nice campus.
1: It is. Students of UNSW Kensington campus are being bitten by foxes or a fox. I think it's just the one fox doing the biting, but we'll oh, see. Oh,
0: the poor little thing.
1: Two of them have gone to the hospital.
0: Oh, it's over that these bad! Fox bites,
1: and another one has just been bitten. So all three claim they were attempting to pat the fox.
0: Oh, it's so fucking. Dangerous. So it's not so
1: much this fox is running up and attacking people. <laughs> people are just going up to the fox like, "Hey," and he gives them a chomp. So quote <laughs> here.
0: So happened yeah. to me.
1: <laughs> I thought, "Oh, that's really cool," and then it started walking towards me with intent. Recalls Liz Willer, twenty years old, computer engineering student. Uh, she assumed it was someone's pet. Uh, in Victoria, you cannot have a pet fox.
0: That doesn't mean people don't have them.
1: And I'm fairly certain in Sydney there is a fox adoption center. There is. So, you can you can have a fox you know, state in state New South Wales,
0: but yes. doesn't uh, mean people don't have them.
1: She goes on to say further, wild foxes don't just come up to you and stand in front of you. I thought I could maybe help it. Bless her. So I gave it a pat and he chomped my hand. I like how she says, not bit, he chomped
0: my <laughs> hand. <laughs> it's probably what it felt like. Chomp. <laughs> um,
1: so the fox casually wandered off. After that oh. incident, and Liz was like, "Okay, well, I've just been bitten by a fox. I'm going to go to the hospital emergency department."
0: Do foxes carry any diseases?
1: Probably going to want a tetanus shot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I will yeah. mention that there's no rabies in Australia for anyone overseas. Like, no, no, there's no However, rabies here. Yeah. In an earlier story, and I remember this. I did. I did an early story about bats terrorizing a town episodes ago. Like, yeah, really but only bats
0: on. have Lysavirus.
1: Yeah, it's very similar to rabies. It's actually yeah. related to rabies. Bats have it. They can give it to humans. But there's a fox. It's not a bat. No. Not really a big... You don't hear about it happening a lot in Australia. But if you're in Australia and you get bit by a bat, you might want to go to the hospital just in
0: case. Or if you're a person who actually works with animals, you might just want to get the vaccination.
1: Is there a vaccine for it?
0: There is, yes. Oh, well, killer. Or not, rather. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> All right, so Liz gets to emergency, right? Walks in. And I assume they're like, why are you here? And she's like, a fox bit me. <laughs> and I can only imagine the look on the person's face. <laughs> because already there's another 20-year-old man oh my god. presenting for a fox bite
0: <laughs> from u- from UNSW oh god <laughs> so obviously this fox is comfortable enough around people because he sees them all the time if he lives on the campus honestly if you're a fox i think living on the uni campus would be an excellent idea you'd be getting so much food <laughs> but he's probably like used to them enough that he's not running from them but he still doesn't want to be fucking touched by you yeah
1: <laughs> so i suspect it's probably the same fox especially yeah. twice in one night his story is, he doesn't identify anything, he doesn't have any quotes, but he's apparently, the article says he stated that he sat down with the fox
0: thinking it was a cat. Hang on, wait, had he never seen a fox before? I'm wondering. Had like, he never seen a cat before?
1: I was like, is this someone from, like, is this an international student who's come from a country that doesn't have foxes or someone who didn't grow up with animals?
0: Are there countries without foxes?
1: I assume there must
0: be, but you know. I thought they were a pretty universal thing. I figured,
1: even if you didn't grow up in a country with foxes, you'd, you'd know, know what, what they you know they look are. like. But, you know, I mean, not every, I guess maybe. I mean, I think about there's my that kid's movie
0: Asa. called The Fox and the Hound, for Christ's sake.
1: Yeah, no, but maybe they grew up in like, maybe they're from, I don't know. You let's...
0: lived in China. Are there foxes in China? Yeah.
1: Which would be the best bet for an international student going to a university in Sydney is from. is probably China, statistically. Mm. Mm. So, uh, even then, I was like, no, the Chinese would know what foxes are. But I'm sure there's got to be a country out there. You grow up, just foxes aren't a big thing. Yeah. You don't watch any movies about it because, you know, fox and hounds in English. Like, why would your yeah, country true. make movies about foxes if there's no foxes in your countries? There's not going to be any stories about them. So, yeah, okay, you probably grow up without knowing about foxes. You sit down, and that looks like a cat. Well, <laughs> oh, shit, it's chopped my hand.
0: <laughs> I mean, foxes are quite a bit bigger than cats. <laughs>
1: There's a video of this fox. He's not huge.
0: Okay. Oh, is he maybe a baby?
1: I don't know. I don't think... I mean, it's just...
0: Yeah. I'm not sure.
1: It's hard to tell. So... Oh, this
0: poor little fox. I want to give it a (laughs) pet.
1: So, UNSW has this to say. UNSW estate management are working to locate the fox and have it removed from campus.
0: Oh, they're not going to kill it, are they?
1: No. Uh, they They believe there's only one fox. Okay. However, campus security believes there's definitely more than three.
0: How come it was never reported before? Then, if security keeps seeing all these foxes, you know, oh, it's running just around. A fox. They run. I mean, wild. I guess like. Whatever. I think it's
1: weird that there's so many wild foxes in Kensington of all places. It's not exactly against bush.
0: No, not at all. So
1: I'm wondering where are these foxes hiding. I guess in like storm drains and things like that. Do but foxes Kensington, really live
0: in storm drains?
1: If if you draw a square from with like your corners at mascot, Coogee Beach bondi and surrey hills kensington campus is pretty much bang in the middle of it you know it's not exactly mm. a, it's a quite a populated area there's lots of activity it's definitely there. like an urban area you know it's it's right next to the race course maybe they're there
0: i mean i guess like foxes are scavengers so they're yeah. probably just going wherever the food is
1: and i suppose they live in burrows so as long as there's somewhere they can dig you'll go under anyway yeah the students of the campus name the fox
0: oh what's its name
1: uh they call it frank or frankie
0: oh frankie the fox i love
1: or, it or foxes uh and a lot of them now are sharing their encounters with said fox on the facebook page for you and oh. some think that frankie should become the new uh, university mascot which i agree i
0: love it yes please do it
1: as well as i said there is a video okay. of someone being bitten it's filmed by a student called kevin wang
0: oh and like actually got the bite yeah, it gets in the bitten. video.
1: Yeah. So if you go to this article in our show notes and whatever, we'll link it on Twitter, you can watch the video. It's not very long. He filmed it for like his TikTok or his Instagram or something. <laughs> right. Okay. So I think he's seen this fox come up to him and he's gone, oh, yes, sweet. Going to get this for my for my <laughs> likes or whatever it is on TikTok. I don't know. And he's filming the fox and he puts his hand out and it walks over and just bites him. <laughs> not very hard. Like it's not a savage bite. He puts his hand out, the fox kind of sniffs it and then it just goes, and then sort of tries to drag him away. But let's go so okay yeah kevin said yeah it's a wild animal and it doesn't belong on our university campus uh but i definitely want frankie to be able to find a new home and not be exterminated so it seems the student body doesn't want the fox okay
0: good because I, I don't want the fox killed either no it's a tough
1: situation in australia because they are an introduced species and they are a pest
0: they are a pest i do so. get that but like they're so cute and fluffy <laughs> Just, I would I'd feel very sad if something happened. Actually, they recommended
1: YouTube video today talking about the first domesticated foxes.
0: When I was a kid, one of my grandfather's friends had two foxes that were his pets, <laughs> and I loved them. Um,
1: so for the record, Liz said that the tetanus shot hurt more than the fox bite. <laughs> so the fox I think is just curious like a shark biting someone, but you know, it's a fox not a shark, so it's not as bad. I mean, I've had a dog bite me a few times. It's not super pleasant, but I imagine it'd be about the same. And the dog bit me with more intent than this fox seems to be biting people. So. <laughs> Uh, people, however, did chastise the poor Liz online for not expecting to be bitten when she reached out to pat the fox.
0: I'm sorry, but if a fox comes <laughs> that fucking close to me, I'm patting it.
1: Well, that's what, basically what she said. She said that, uh, where is it here? Uh, it didn't behave like a normal wild animal. And if you watch the video in the article, I think you'd agree, like, it looks... I I completely understand why Kevin put his hand out. I would have as well. I'm like, this fox is interested in me. Homp is bit me. Yeah,
0: I think, like, if it had come, like, if I were in that position and it had come that close to me, I'd put my hand out to see what the re- response would be, to see if it was receptive. Uh, but
1: just for the record, I should also mention that I, I have a long history of most animals I encounter biting me. <laughs> um, of, all, of all the animals I've gotten close with, the only things that haven't tried to bite me are, like, snake... <laughs> Crocodile, the elephant slapped me <laughs> with its trunk. In the elephant's defense, she didn't intend to do it. She was blind. Okay. So she just sort of swung her trunk out and hit me. Um, and what else? Oh, the tree kangaroo might have if I let it. The problem with that is, they got big claws as well. Mm. Oh, and um, long billed echidna didn't bite me.
0: Be kind of hard for them, I think. They're
1: big. I like them. But yeah, um, that's the story of the fox at UNSW, Frankie.
0: I hope that Frankie does become their new mascot. <laughs> okay. Last week I said that we haven't had any so- st- stories about poop. Haven't had any stories about poop.
1: I got one for you. Is it a real shitter?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I don't really know what that means actually, but you know, it seemed Look, to Look, whatever.
0: <laughs> so this happened back in 2018, but I'm sure it still happens today. Probably not in this exact location, but somewhere in Australia. It's happening right now, maybe. Someone's pooping. Someone's pooping. Someone uh. you know or
1: love. Right now is pooping.
0: Okay, that's disgusting.
1: I just want them to write it like a Morgan Freeman voice. Right now, somebody you know is pooping. <laughs> I can't do a very good Morgan Freeman.
0: <laughs> okay. Terrible even. <laughs> Staff at Porter's Liquor in Sydney were horrified when they had to clean up an actual human shit left by a woman who decided to <laughs> pop a squat in the car park during her morning run.
1: It's outside. Just fucking leave it there. I don't care.
0: I can't believe that the owner made his staff clean it up. I'm sorry. That's so unfair. Clean it up yourself. It's your property.
1: I don't turn up to a car park and see like a dog shit in it and go, well, I'm not shopping here. (laughs) People probably just assume it's dog shit. What a foul lady.
0: Uh, Yeah. And (laughs)
1: where did this occur
0: in Sydney? It says Porter's liquor. I'm not quite sure where that is. I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's a chain. I
1: thought that was a chain as well. So I'm not sure
0: which one it was. Probably best that you don't release where it was. Fair enough. Let's see, there's one here in Mooney Ponds, which
1: is in Melbourne, so... Yeah,
0: I, I'm pretty sure it's a chain.
1: I want to know where. I want to know where the people are shitting in the streets in Sydney. <laughs> so There's one in Pyrmont.
0: It might be that one, because they're saying in Sydney. That's, so it's like in the city.
1: That's right. to the, you know, stand-up venue, the Star Casino. Top joint that one. Ugh. There's a few around. It's all like rich areas, though. Of course it is. Rich people would think they can shit in the street. Yeah, the absolutely. Them.
0: Anyway, according to the store owner, this was the second time that it had happened. Is and
1: she just- a jogger? Is she a poop jogger? Will yeah. Back?
0: She's a poo jogger. Fucking hell. So this is the second Maybe these time. people
1: shouldn't run so much they shit themselves.
0: <laughs> I do understand that there is a thing where once you start running for a bit, you want to shit. Like, I get that. It shakes it out of you. But... Like, don't shit in the street. Don't shit in a public space. The audacity of these people. Find like, a bathroom.
1: Oh, I'm motivated. I'm up at four in the morning running because I'm a hard motherfucker. Everyone else sucks. I'm going to shit in the street. <laughs> <Ugh."> <laughs> <sighs> okay. Oh, yeah. It makes me feel alive.
0: So since this is the second time this has happened... Uh, he was now willing to release the CCTV footage <laughs> to try and get her to stop taking a dump on his business's property. Now, there is a video. I've watched the video. I don't recommend that you watch the video. <laughs> I want to see this shit. Okay, so there's a video. It's just over a minute long if you really want to watch it, but I don't recommend it because it would seem to me, as a casual observer of said video, that it was an emergency, because she literally shoots diarrhea behind her, <laughs> and it is disgusting. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to paint a mental picture for you here, but she doesn't actually squat. All she does is she bends over from the waist, pulls her pants down, and just lets it fly behind her, <laughs> and it goes. Like a nitro <laughs>
1: speed boost?
0: Yes, yes. It goes quite a distance, I'm telling you. It was awful. Anyway. <laughs> I can tell, however, that this is not her first time doing it because she has tissues at the ready to wipe. <laughs> okay, so she's a serial poo jogger, I'm telling you. Anyway. I can't find this article. <laughs> you really want to see it right now because I will link it. I fucking like okay, I'll send it shit. to you on Discord. <laughs> Sounds like something kind of fucking South Park. It 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 is, though. It's so bad.
1: I can't imagine Cartman doing it or something.
0: Okay, so the mental image I have of Cartman doing it is pretty much exactly what happens. (laughs) Right? Oh, my God. Okay, I've linked it to you so you can enjoy the video. It's from metro.co.uk. Yeah, this wasn't even an Australian news source that reported on this. I gotta
1: fucking turn my ad blogger off on these bastards. Content warning this video contains scenes some people may find
0: upsetting. (laughs) It truly is upsetting. You're not even running now, Jesus Christ! Oh my lord! Did it just happen? Did the it, force? Did, did it just squirt out? Yeah, no, it's bad.
1: Okay, this is like out the back of their property though. This is like their delivery dock. I can understand why they had to clean it, it up. It,
0: it was a car park. I mean, the
1: bins are right there. She's still going.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's bad. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> Put your North Face jacket on, your activewear, your backpack. Jesus Christ! Jim is now appealing for the phantom pooper to seek appropriate
0: assistance. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. It, it it is diarrhea, and I don't know what she's been eating, or if there is something going on with I don't her. Think it's
1: that liquidy. Oh you yeah, know, she has wipes and drops.
0: The bins are right there. At least put your
1: toilet paper in the bin. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: It's bad. Like it's 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 not a pleasant watch. I don't recommend you watch it.
1: <laughs> and she only wipes like twice. I don't think that's gonna get it all off after that. You filthy skank. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fucked up. No, it, it truly is. So, this isn't the first serial poo jogger that Australia has seen.
1: No, it's a... Ah, uh, yeah, this, this is the Porter's Liquor in Piedmont.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Did you misread
1: it as Pooper's Liquor or something?
0: <laughs>
1: Porterloo's Liquor?
0: <laughs> I don't know if you remember this one, the one in Brisbane.
1: Maybe. Was he the one who kept shitting in, like, the neighbor's like, garbage? Yes. In section of the apartment building?
0: And then it was found out that he was, like, on the city council.
1: <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, usually, so and all he all he ended up
0: getting was a four hundred dollar fine, and he had pooped all the time in people's like property. He lost his job but always, over a, a year. He? Yeah, he did. He had to resign. So I guess that's a punishment in itself.
1: Don't you get, like, sick pension, though, if you've worked in government? Yeah, yeah and you do. I mean, I hope
0: that he didn't
1: get it, but... maybe. Hopefully they just gave him his pension in, like, adult diapers or something. But yeah, anything. no, like,
0: it was an issue for over a year in Brisbane about where who it was that was shitting everywhere. And it turned out to be someone on the fucking city council. What the hell? there was another one in Sydney as well, but I couldn't remember all the details, but I think it was like in Paddington. Yeah. And he was like a bit, he was, he was like the management
1: or like the owner of some big business or something. It's yeah. always wealthy people who yeah, do it. Yeah. Like it's weird. If shitting on the rest of us isn't good enough for them metaphorically in the rest of the day lives, I want to do it properly.
0: My message, please do not shit in public.
1: Just wear adult diapers.
0: If it's like, if it's that serious, yes. Remember that psycho lady? I think oh my God, America. the astronaut.
1: The astronaut? Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, she was on a cross-country rage-induced trip and she at least still wore an adult diaper.
0: Right. You mm-hmm. know?
1: She wasn't in her fury
0: just shitting <laughs> in the street. So yes, that's my PSA for this episode. I want to know how she, like,
1: last week we had a story about a lady firing a dildo seven meters across a room. <laughs> She this fired lady... that
0: diarrhea out pretty far. Like, oh,
1: yeah, was that just part of a ab workout for a muscle uh, I d- routine? I don't know. D- know. Fucking yeah. <laughs> hell. Well, let, let's. I don't. I don't have anything. Fuck it. The next story's about crocodiles. <laughs> dozens of them. Dozens. Dozens of baby crocodiles. Oh,
0: they're babies. I was gonna say. I don't want pew, dozens of big pew, ones. Pew. No, there's hundreds of those. Yeah. No, I. Don't, I don't want. Don't want that. I, I can deal with little baby ones though.
1: They are cute. They're very soft as well. I've held oh, one. So cute. Dozens of baby crocodiles confirmed missing from Northern Territory Crocodile Park.
0: Who would steal baby crocodiles? Do they realize they get bigger? Where are you going to hide them? Where are you going to keep them? <laughs> Big um, fish tank. I think you'd have to like install a pool or something.
1: So this is from ABC News, written by, and I'm going to, I listened to a video where she reported and listened to her say her name like 12 times to try and get this right. <laughs> why Hanifi, I believe. So I apologize if that is wrong, but I think you tried that's your what best. she was saying. All right. So Crocodiles Park in the Northern Territory, it's a research center that breeds crocodiles for studies on the creature's behaviors. So they're doing, you know, research. 59 crocodile hatchlings have gone missing.
0: Why? why like Why would you steal them?
1: Sell them? Eat them? I don't know. Pets? So they, along with 400 other crocodiles, were to be part of a research project aiming to find the impacts of habitat on crocodile growth.
0: And now, whoever stole them has ruined it.
1: I'm going to breed more crocodiles. So there's a quote here from park owner Professor Graham Webb. says, it's pretty hard with crocodiles to know which parts of the raising environment are important and which are trivial. You can reduce... Now, I thought this said agnostic behavior. (laughs) agnostic behavior in crocodiles if you break the surface of the water up so that's what we're looking at but it's actually agonistic yeah as an aggressive yeah it's not that the crocodiles are agnostic
0: it's not that they don't believe in god
1: well that's not that they don't not believe in god but they need proof that's what yeah yeah crocodiles they they're not that okay i'm sure they don't believe they they don't have
0: complicated feelings about (laughs) faith um
1: (laughs) (laughs) no they're crocodiles um but they only have this complicated believings of faith if you don't stir the water. Oh, okay. So that's what they found. I like, they said if you break the surface of the water, they are they full religious or are they atheists. I want to know. That's what the research was about, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. Crocodiles what I'm are about.
1: very like growing a crocodile is very much like a recipe. You got to get the temperature right in the oven to produce a boy or a girl crocodile because that's how that works. Okay. And then you got to make sure to stir the pot, otherwise it'll have confusing ideas about religion. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's absolutely how it works. <laughs> uh, fun fact,
1: the Papanik or the tokpisin word for crocodile is Puk, Puk. Okay. Puk I Puk. like it. Yeah. Puk, Puk Not to be confused with Peck Peck. Is that a chicken? No, that's a rook. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Peck Peck is what that lady did in the previous story. Oh. Peck Peck is shit. Oh. Which is why there's a brand called Peck Peck Water in the Philippines. It's hilarious in Papua New Guinea because it's shit water. <laughs> And Kaikai Kai Rook is literally food bird. Right. Because Kaikai Kai is food. This concludes today's dialect. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. So it was a neat little stage, very well controlled. And the only thing missing was we didn't factor in the possibility of some arsehole would come in and steal a bunch of our crocodiles.
0: Did he say that?
1: That's him direct. Well, this is a Northern Territory person, you know.
0: Oh, okay. That was like a direct
1: quote. That's a direct quote. Wow! From Professor Graham Webb. You know, like he's got degrees. He's an important person. He owns a crocodile park. I like this And straight up, he's like, "Someone asshole came in and stole my fucking crocodiles."
0: (laughs) I like. Fair enough. I agree, Graham. (laughs) Fuck the
1: crocodile thieves. (laughs) So each hatchling is estimated to be worth several hundred dollars each. So fifty-nine of them—that's a lot of money. Northern Territory police have investigated, but they've made no arrests. Uh, They've made no charges, and they do not believe or have any information to suggest the animals were stolen as part of a bigger operation. However, it is also not the first time that baby crocodiles have been stolen from this park.
0: Do they not have cameras or anything?
1: Quoting Graham for the rest of the article here, We've caught people parked outside with a whole bunch of guys coming over the fence into the pens. We've caught them when they've cut the fence so they could get the crocs and take them straight into their trucks easier. We've caught kids a number of times coming over with backpacks and getting some crocs somehow and then going back over the fence. I don't know who they're selling them to. Someone's buying them. Someone's either shipping them out or using them here or converting them into something here. So I assume, Mm. yeah, there must be an illegal animal trade. I assume some people probably are eating them. And I'd assume a lot of people are probably turning them into leather bags.
0: Oh, no. it's poor little baby crocodiles. Oh, nah.
1: Google uh, baby crocodile sounds.
0: They sound like lasers.
1: It's kind of like watching us fight in Star Wars. But yeah. Better because you're not watching fucking Star Wars.
0: <laughs> you're going to trigger some people with that.
1: <sighs> they know it's true.
0: <laughs> a... Well, you ended us on a bit of a downer.
1: I ended it on a downer. <laughs> I might have ended it. But compared to some of your stories, oh,
0: I see yeah. what you're doing here. Yeah.
1: But I did wonder that as you were reading this, I was like, I wish I the poop story. But... <laughs> it's
0: well, fine. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all good. It's done. Okay. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> Every week, you mad?
0: Every single Every week. week. <laughs> I try so hard
1: to make the intro different each time, but at the end of the day, I end the fucking lesson for some reason. I want to say, yeah. even though it's an episode, <laughs> the same way.
0: Th- there is an outro.
1: Okay, I wasn't sure if you had anything to add to that. No, I don't. So if you'd like to tell me how bad that (laughs) joke is and how sick of it you are now or anything else really, maybe some stories you want us to share, maybe you know a serial pooper, maybe you're an NSW and a fox bit your hand, we'd love to hear it, Uh, you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com or through Twitter at fuckmedeadpod. Again, we'll release episode link articles on Twitter. That was a weird sentence.
0: But it made sense. You know what I'm trying to
1: say. Um uh, notifications on when episodes go live, although it's pretty much the same time every week, about six thirty, yes. five AM in the morning yeah, about on Wednesday. And if you need any of this information again or a little bit more, you can find it in the episode notes or on our website at fuckmedeadpodcast.com Where you can also listen to the episode and find other ways to listen to it if you're sick of whatever app you're using. Yes. Or you're trying to recommend it to your friend and they're like, oh, I don't like that app. I only listen to my podcast on some made-up thing I've never heard of that apparently exists and people listen to podcasts <laughs> on it. We're probably on it. And probably. you can listen and we'd be grateful. Yes. I think that about wraps us up.
0: Yeah, I think, I, th- I, think, I think we're done for another week. I'm possibly off to learn how to cook a schnitzel. Yes. Yes, you are. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for hanging out with us again this week and uh, we'll be... We'll be back at the same time next week. I swear to God, if you don't say it, I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) scream. Arrivederci. (laughs) Bye.